Maria Moen. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks How, for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for being a guest. <laughs> it, it was very nice seeing you again the other day after, I don't know, like so many years. So I think it's like three years, maybe like yeah. two and a half, something. Yeah. And they were, they were bullshit years too. They were like those fucking, yeah. the missing years, the zombie years. Absolutely. It's like a big void and what the fuck actually happened yeah, right? the last three what years. What the fuck? Where did that shit go? But still, it kind of happened a lot for me though, but it's kind of all a blur now. Yeah. 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 It's it's a weird, like, uh, a weird period <laughs> in history. I, I, I say to like the, the kids, I was like, you know, you guys are living through like a history lesson at the moment. Yeah. You know, like in the future, they're going to go back and they're going to say, do you remember the pandemic? And you're going to say, I remember the pandemic. We didn't go to school. Yeah. But fuck all that shit. How, how are you? I'm good. Yeah? You busy? Um, I'm so busy. It's... I, I Like, my my life is all mess and no mess at the same time. It's uh, super structured, but I'm not traditionally very structured. So it's... Uh, but yeah, I'm hanging in there. For some reason, a lot of creative people lack structure. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, uh, I don't know. Maybe that's just how the brain works. Yeah, I think, I think, you, I think kind of you have to lack some to get something else yeah so the like the creativity and the yeah the ideas everything it just takes up all the brain space mm. that's what it does for me that's least. like those autistic people oh uh, like, yeah so i'm basically <laughs> an autistic person <laughs> thanks Linia. this is so <laughs> you're welcome but you know what i mean like yeah. they have all of this uh, brain power channels yes. towards like i don't know art or drawing or yeah. mathematics Their or special something interests. yeah i, I I, I feel a little bit like that sometimes. You have to, right? Isn't balance the hardest thing to achieve for a person? I think, yeah, I think if you're like uh, inherently not balanced, like by birth or by brain structure, you're kind of not being, you're not going to be able to like ever learn it. No. I, I have tried for 30 years now, so. So you're, are you a notoriously unstructured person your entire life? Yeah, well, I've, I do have ADHD. Oh, you have ADHD. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is it obvious though? You know what? Uh, I, I, but you may. Be... I don't know. I I never knew that about you. I just thought you were like you had a lot of energy because you were really good. You know when I when we worked together, you yeah. were fucking fantastic at your job. Thank you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but I didn't know that like you had a diagnosis. No. Uh, well, I always like I always knew the yeah. first time I heard about it. I was just like, well, this is me, and and. The thing is, I always, I was always friends with the most like uh, disorderly guys. The you know the stereotype, the young twelve-year-old uh, chaos kid, right? Mm. I was always in those friends friend groups, and all of my friends have ever they have always been like that kind of. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and a lot of them had ADHD, and they were always like Maria, you're you're the same as me. Yeah. Right. And uh, so when I started reading about it, like when I when I was a teenager, I didn't know more than that. Right. Mm. And then I started reading more on it. And the last few years I've been researching. I've been deep in research. And uh, because I've tried to get the diagno di diagnosis. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but because I'm a girl and because I'm like on the outside. I seem very structured and it seems like I have everything together, you know, mm. uh, and I get good grades and I do like I'm really, really hardworking. Uh, so people have not always been able to tell right from the outside. Mm. And then my my teachers, I think in school, I think they did me a, like a you know, mm. by 
you know, when you're a girl in school, you have kind of this, uh, a lot of Norwegian like uttrykk uh, her, but tyne uh, faktor. What does that mean? Um, you know, and face factor. Yeah, you know, it's like if you're likable, uh, yeah, your people are more lenient towards you. And gotcha. my teachers were yeah. kind of, or like half of them were. So, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I never had that problem. <laughs> you didn't? No, of course no. not. I mean, you were probably a cute girl. Or like you know, yeah. as a kid, you're like very. Is that what it means? Like you're. Yeah, you're. You're like. Um, not it, people pleasing, but you do what you uh, you do what you're supposed oh, to, and yeah, you're likable. Yeah, yeah. You're obedient. And yeah, you were like, kind you, of. Gotcha. But I wasn't though. No. But the thing is that you don't always have to be like. Three in the factor. I think it. I think it's about being likable and uh, doing what's expected, but yeah. still also not doing bad, but people presume you do right okay so the, it's the presumption that you're a good girl kind of or ah, a good boy i, I guess yeah. and then you don't have to be yeah it like in reality i wasn't i was just i was always causing trouble you know and uh well i've i've continued to do that <laughs> for a while though but yeah. uh still but i was, always I always think of like you and like other people that you know that i get on really well with they're just yeah. not like the typical a4 type of personalities but that's because you're not either yeah definitely not (laughs) definitely not but i don't you know like i is like i don't really understand adhd like i don't get it and a part of me thinks that like it's i don't know like a part of me thinks that like yeah i'm sure there are different brains that work differently yeah and then a part of me thinks that maybe it's just the way that those type of brains have to try to fit into this mold that society is creating yeah 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 but 100 percent, this is like we live in a society that's structured in a certain way right mm. and if you're neurodi- neurodivergent mm. as you are when you have adhd or autism as you mentioned uh the struggle is really not we have like we have some really good perks right mm. but in this society structured the way it is mm. it's not a perk it's kind of a disability kind of because it's um we don't really fit into that mold and then it's a struggle to try to do that so yeah a lot of the people with adhd etc we tend to go for creative lifestyles and do work with things that are more easier to manage with our with the way our brain works because mm. it's for me it's just a problem when i have to follow this certain structure right mm. if i could just like i i imagine that if i were to live in the woods just like sourcing my own food and uh, and like being social i think i would fare pretty well mm. um, but there is a structure to living in the woods as well like yeah, the circadian rhythm is like you're more in tuned with like the sunrise and the yeah. sunset and then obviously like with the seasons and yeah so maybe that kind of structure from just nature is yeah. a little bit more I don't know, like you're you're more in, it's going to sound so hippie, but you're yeah. more in tune with the universe. Yeah, but I think so. And there's a lot of like, especially on TikTok, it's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of creators who, um, who theorize on this, that uh, it's actually kind of a, well, now I'm going to sound really, really pretentious, but it's kind of like a, a evolutionary thing. It's, uh, yeah it's a development because there's a lot of people that has it Mm. and there's a lot of people who just like live their life and struggle 
to death to fit into the societal norms today. And yeah. then it turns out maybe they have ADHD or something. But I think we have to be honest and say that like societal norms fucking suck. Yeah, it like, does. Like it fucking sucks. But I think it sucks for everyone. I think I think we live in a in a society where like there's so much competition. You have like every man for himself and, and you have to like always go out on top always capitalize on your interests and always like you can't simply just do things because they're fun and rewarding to you kind of mm. uh, and the, there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot of like from all like also through social media of course but that's that's just the tip of the iceberg i think yeah and then you have to kind of like the pressure to conform and to be successful in the way that society deems fit mm. is it's so high that people go around being depressed and being lonely i just had a podcast talking about like friendships and uh and relationships and dating mm. uh, it's um and it's uh it came out this week and then we were talking about how people really struggle to connect with each other yeah today like uh, yeah. not just dating but also in friendships For there's sure. a lot of lonely people out there yeah definitely yeah, yeah that, uh, and like you know when you were talking about like your society the way that it is today like yeah. a big part of the problem i think is not just a lack of connection but the artificial nature yes. of the society that we've created like people aren't you know they're living in fucking especially in oslo like the, yeah. all the new architecture it's so squarey and boxy yeah. and just wall 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 like uh, rabbit cages yeah you know what i mean and like people you're living in human suits it basically. is and people are you know they're glued to fucking screens and they're like uh, i always think about like i always think about porn i always yeah. think about like okay there's like a ride always thinking about porn <laughs> that's me yeah thinking about porn <laughs> but I, I always think i always think like if you okay so th there's a rise of incels and there's a rise yeah. of lonely people and there's a rise of um uh, violence as well violence uh, and the age of virginity is increasing so yeah. people are losing their virginity later especially men yeah uh and i keep thinking like if you wanted to go out and meet a girl and find a connection and like either just hook up or try to develop a relationship, you are not going to do that if you're watching porn, jerking off and blowing your load. You're going to get that post nut syndrome and you're going to yes. stay at home and you're going to be like, oh, that's all I need. Yeah. And I feel like that's that's a, actually a fucking huge problem. Yeah, but thank you for saying that because I've been uh, like, <laughs> I'm actually working on a case for school, mm. uh, studying journalism now. Yep. It really fits with my ADHD though. Good. Uh, and uh, I've, I'm, I'm actually doing a case about like the incel uh, culture and how it's like the rhetoric that you find uh, that you used to like only find these for us uh, on the like sub 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 cultures of internet. I oh, like the terminology, like wizards. And yeah, stuff but like not chads and stuff, or yeah, not just the terminology, but the philosophies as well. The ah. the kind of the reactive like a little a little bit like uh alt-right way of thinking yeah uh it's now entered the mainstream through uh influencers like andrew tate etc mm. and has gained a larger foothold in the society as a whole because there's so many struggling men for example but but women are struggling as well but now it's 
like the the men really struggle because the the ma the male role is kind of in uh, it's it's changing and as you were saying the, there's this rise of young single men and uh, and I don't think it's just porn but I think the fact that we're so like we are so glued to the um what's it called the cyber way of living you know mm. to our screens mm. uh on our social social networks and using all our energy to create a an instagram account to like for kind of like a personal advertisement for yourself and there's so much energy going into this mm. whilst we think we're connecting with people mm. we don't actually get the like the human actual felt reward for connecting with people because it's not it's not a genuine way of connecting, right? I, I understand. Yeah. And I totally agree with you. I, I totally agree with you. And I think that this is actually something that a lot of people resonate with, yeah. but they feel so caught up yeah. in that digital virtual realm that it's difficult for them to kind of say, fuck, let me put the phone down and just call a friend and meet up and see if they want to do something. Yeah. You know what, for whatever reason, you know, for whatever reason, but the pull of this artificial connection is so strong on yeah. people. And it's, I would say I spend more time on my phone socializing with people yeah. than I do in real life socializing with people. Absolutely. And I think that's, I think that's, true for a lot of people mm. same as me and i really i i'm just like i'm just gonna sound like a really old lady now but i really really miss the days where you just like you just went by and and you just you were in the neighborhood instead of like texting you were just like dropping by and then uh your friend invited you in for coffee and cake or whatever i remember like tales from my grandmother and the great grandmother that they were they always had to have like cookies and baked goods or something in the fridge or in the cabinets to serve when guests were coming over. Yeah, exactly. But now it's like the only time guests are kind of coming over like that is when you invite them or uh, by text or. It's almost like a, you're right. It's almost yeah. like a special occasion. Yeah, like, and I, or or to party. Yeah. Like that's the only like genuine times people come together yeah i feel yeah 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 because i remember as well like we would just go to people's houses yeah. knock on the door he's not here he's not there i would i mean even as an adult i would just visit people and yeah. say hey what up but i think as well like uh, i mean when i grew up in australia uh everybody kind of had houses yeah. and it felt like horizontal living tends to be more social than vertical living yeah like i'm not i'm friends with a couple of my neighbors but i'm not really like going hey man you want to do you know what I mean? But yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like there's something to that. And Just I feel stacked on top of each other. And maybe that's I why I, because I feel that it's worse in Oslo than uh, out in the districts, you know? Fuck yeah, it is. Because we, we live so stacked on top of each other. There's mm. like, we live in the most populated area of Norway, but I think Oslo is probably one of the most like lonely lonely people for no uh where, sorry one of the most lonely places for people we're yeah. there's so many of us here but we like you know the 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 norwegian norm of not bothering anyone not talking to anyone and being like super super introverted yeah uh, unless you're super super drunk you know mm. um like it's kind of it's not frowned upon directly but i feel it's like indirectly 
kind of frowned upon to like go to your neighbors and just like, hey, who are you? I just moved in. I want to come over. People will think you're super weird and like, why should I be friends? We have our own friends here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I understand what you mean. There's yeah. like a new value system yeah. that thinks that people trying to be friendly and outgoing and kind is a little bit like you get defensive. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm. I tell you, man, I'm so lucky because there's a, there's two areas of my life where I just naturally get to socialize with people, and that mm. is stand up comedy, or maybe three with the podcast. But absolutely, the podcast yeah, as well. Yeah, definitely. But with stand up comedy, I'm meeting friends two, three times a week. We're hanging out for hours. We're, yeah, we're each kind of. It's a really positive relationship with each other as well because we're encouraging each other i'm like hey can you help me with this joke and hey i saw your performance maybe you want to change this word to that yeah. word and we're kind of like growing together yeah. and we get to hang out and without that and i have jujitsu as well yeah and so with jujitsu it's, it's it's a very physical relationship you know there's a lot of hugging and you get oxytocin from yeah. you know being together and you know there's a there's a hierarchy from belts and, you know, whatever. And yeah. everybody's kind of like... Rooting for each other and, and yeah. helping. Uh, I remember doing um, uh, kickboxing as well. It was really nice. And we, we dabbled a little in, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, etc. And it, I remember how close we got on like so such a short time because we were, uh, we were actually all up in our, each other's faces constantly, right? Mm. So we also had to have... We had to have compassion for each other, for it to work, to train properly, to be like, I think like the respect and... You develop trust. Yeah, trust and respect is like main, like besides this training, it's like main uh, values in uh, martial arts, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there's a lot of values in martial arts that yeah. like facilitate camaraderie. They yeah. facilitate yeah. this sense of getting better together. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we lack that like as yeah. a society actually. I think so too. I, I mean, you look at like all these kind of metrics and people are living longer, people are getting more educated, but it seems but like But do we get happier though? I don't think so. I don't think I I don't even think people know what happiness actually is. What is happiness anymore. to you? Um I I think that the sense um like I think happiness today is like it's it's viewed as uh, an end goal achievement kind of. Mm. But now I, I feel it's uh, when I feel a sense of connection and I feel that I get to, you know, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, when mm. I get to self-actualize uh, self and, and be creative and feel connected and inspired, mm. connected to my people, connected to like myself mm. and also being able to create that's where i'm the most happy and you can't be like a hundred percent happy at all times but these this comes from like real true happiness or i like to call it like inner peace you know uh it comes from the inner values and as a society we live uh, by mostly external values if you have this car if you have this job if you have this these many friends d does not matter what deep your friendship actually is if you have a lot of them or if they can post on pictures with you um you are like in societal terms happy but a lot of people like we we are able to have all this here in norway right 
but still a lot of people are not happy. We have midlife crisis going, like the age is starting now at 30 instead of like 50 as it used to be or 40, whatever. Mm. And people are single. And back to the, the what we talked about with the uh, single lonely men. Yeah, sure. Um, I've talked about um, like how the past three years or two, yeah, the corona, uh, dark ages, um, it's also robbed us uh, as a society of uh, socialization. So uh, a lot of people who work in bars, they say that uh, we can see that people are not able to like actually go up and talk and flirt with other people. People do not know how to behave in that setting mm. at all. Mm. And um, and also uh, combine that with we like most of us primarily socializing through our phones right mm. it's like we forget how to connect with people mm. uh, and uh, and i think that's i think connection and self-actualization and then you do not have to be successful on it like you do not have to be the best or even good if mm. i can put it that way uh, as long as you enjoy it, right? And are able to have the time to do that for yourself. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think happiness definitely is a process. Yeah. And, and you, like, I think you said it really nicely. Like you got to have like, you got to have good quality connections. Yeah. You got to be doing something that makes you happy. Yeah. And you got to understand that like, as long as, and you got to be with your people. Yeah. That's the thing. Like yeah. that community part is yes. huge. Because like, you know, you could be working some fucking job or hanging out with like a bunch of people and they're not your people. Or maybe you live in like some small town somewhere in the fucking middle of Norway and like, you know, you've got pink hair and everybody doesn't have it. You know, you got to yeah. like just kind of find your crew. Yeah. You got to find your peeps. We are like, we are, uh, what what's it called in English? Uh, we are fluktir. Mm. Like pack animals. Pack animals. Yeah. We are for yeah. sure yeah yeah definitely you got to just find your tribe yeah it's weird right sometimes yeah. you grow up in a spot and you're like these aren't my people and yeah. you just know it you go i gotta this, this isn't where i'm supposed to be yeah. and i think so many people get to a point where they realize that they go what the fuck am i doing mm -hmm. especially with a dead-end job or something like something that you're dedicating the best hours of your life to that isn't in alignment with the development of your yeah. potential and you go, or your oh. inner values or interests, etc. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, oh, what am I doing? What mm. the fuck am I doing with this shit? And they go, oh my God, the clock is ticking. The yeah. clock is ticking. And now I'm 30 or now I'm 40. But I guess the solution is just to I I I spoke to a friend of mine who's who like is is a great guy. And uh he did a talk, he has a presentation or something about uh if you want to change life paths. And he goes, a lot. Some, some people just think that like they should just stop what they're automatically doing and just start the whole new thing 100%. But it doesn't always work like that yeah. economically. And yeah. I think he said like what you should try to do is be like a monkey. Like the first branch, you're holding onto that branch and then you got to make sure that the other branch is there. And maybe yeah. you're doing your regular thing 100% and then you do it 90% or 10% or the 80%, yeah. 20%. You got to kind of make this gradual transition yeah. from what you're doing to what you want to do. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty fucking good advice. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You, but you see cases of like this all the time. People who just, you know, they, whatever it is, they start doing whatever they're pursuit or their passion, yeah. passion is. Yeah. A, a really great example on this kind of like a critique of society and mm. this and 
oh, this blows my mind so much because uh, you know the series uh, Exit, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, I I have like understood it that way that people find it so fascinating because they see these rich, successful men who just like live as they're basically like 17-year-old uh, and they're partying, they're doing drugs and they are sleeping with a lot of women, but they're also married and then their wives are the bad guys of the show kind of and I like the show is it, it's made as um what's it called like a warning mm. uh it's like this is what happens if you're not happy basically the these guys would not have had the need to do all these drugs if they were genuinely happy from within right mm. Uh, instead as a, like society views it as like this is the best way to live you have nice cars you have nice houses you have uh, au pairs you have nannies you don't have to spend time with your children you can just hang out with the guys constantly and and have sex with a lot of prostitutes and I think there's a disconnect uh, we see that in the movie um, American Psycho as well mm. like Patrick Bateman has like risen to be this uh, alpha male um even even the wolf of wall street yeah wolf of wall street as well that yeah, was totally. yeah totally yeah, yeah and these these characters has risen to be uh like the ideal person for a lot of like for a lot of guys mm. and and they fail to notice that this is actually a critique of this kind of lifestyle yeah definitely and that's such a toxic culture as well yeah, like when is. you think about that wall street yeah. corporate raider type of you know what i mean like shorting stocks and prime rate mortgage yeah. collapses all those guys that are like you know what i mean yeah they're not really kind of in an industry where they create it's because like, when you were mentioning all of these people from these movies i kept thinking yeah. like yeah elon musk isn't like that and I don't think Mark Zuckerberg is like that. But they're in industries where they're creating things. Yeah. But like these guys and they're sitting around like, we're going to fucking money. collapse that company. We're going to, let's buy, let's short. It's going to corporate takeover. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're kind yeah. of like the co corporate rate. They're like the corporate Vikings. Yeah. Like almost like, I mean, almost like fucking leeches on society. You know what I mean? These yeah. dudes that just accumulate wealth through just basically fucking taking people's money and gambling yeah. it. And then they're all with each other. Like, let's go get some coke and fuck. But they're probably, I don't know. Like, I can't speculate on whether they're happy or not. But no. at least in the series and the movies, they don't appear to be very happy. No, they don't. And and Wolf of, Wolf of Wall Street as well is, is also created mm. as a warning this like if too much money and power consumes you you will fuck everything up and you will destroy your life and destroy everything for yourself mm. and you will be unhappy that's kind of the mean like that I, I feel like that's that's the balance as well though yeah that's the balance where people fucking slide out and fuck it up yeah yeah because i like like you know i just back to mark zuckerberg i saw this post and he's competing in a jiu-jitsu tournament recently yeah. and you know what i mean he's like one of the richest dudes in the world but yeah. he has a, a wife that he that looks like he loves and he's got kids and he's training jiu-jitsu and mma and goes surfing yeah. seems like okay you kind of got it figured out you yeah. know at least it appears like that yeah. you know you're i don't think he's banging hoes or anything like that but he seems to have like that balance thing going. Yeah. And if you don't have that balance, then you end up Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Then you end up just fucking. Yeah, because you have to be like that's back to the con feeling of connection, right? Yes. To have your to have your tribe. If mm. you don't have that, 
you will kind of go off the rails. But then as like the society we live in now, I think we view this these movies and like what we've been told, like in my as long as I've been living um, is that if you have money, power, status, that's all that matters. If you have fancy cars, fancy clothes, that's that's it. That's what you need. Right. Mm. And then, but that's we, just not true. It's not true at all. Yeah. And then when we see these movies, or um, when people see these movies, they see that these people have that, and they fail to recognize the pure unhappiness of it and the 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 warning that comes with it. Yeah. And you I just understand. see this at us, well, especially like especially you don't get the end of the story on like a thirty second Instagram reel when no. you just see some dude posing in front of his Bugatti. Uh, yeah you know what i mean yeah. like if you watch like the full wolf of wall street you kind of get it but if yeah. you're just on social media or you're yeah. just scrolling on tiktok and you just see like andrew tate yeah. posting some shit and fucking you go oh i want to be like that yeah. i want to be like that guy yeah. so yeah it's fucked man yeah it is and and also the the thing that when you just see this little these these small snippets of people's lives uh I wait. Um, yeah, you you can't like. These are, it's carefully sourced, right? It's yeah, carefully it's curated. Yeah, it's curated to make it look like you're successful. Mm. And I remember when I was doing uh, Instagram, like uh, I had a little break uh, for the uh, for the last year, and then I remember when I was just like cutting the cord, kind of. Mm. Uh, I felt so much more free because one of the things I I kind of struggled a little bit with was that in order for my Instagram to be successful, I had to like curate kind of a false success for myself. I had to curate this image that was not aligned with where I was mm. at the time. And it, it started out as doing it and being creative. And then it just like the pressure of uh, like when you have to like measure your work in like it started out as being creative and making stuff taking cool pictures and like mostly of myself because i'm so cool right Flex. Uh, but yeah no but uh, and then it turned out like after like after a while it was like okay i have all these thousands of people th uh, thousands of people expecting me to deliver a perfectly curated narrative of my life mm. and i do not have the time or energy or capacity to do that right now and when i just like took a break it was so liberating because then i could just focus on living authentically for myself mm. and not having to constantly record take pictures like i've started up again now and i i really i feel now I, I kind of like feel the same. Uh, I I realized that I like the first first part of this year, I forgot when I was when I was meeting friends, etc. I forgot to take up my phone and film and post on social media because I was so used to not doing that. Mm. And I was like, this is actually a good thing, right? Mm. It's when you're when you're so connected, you don't have to like brag to everyone about who you're with or what you're doing at all times it's it leaves more room for actual connections and actually enjoying yourself right yeah a hundred percent yeah a hundred percent when when you start realizing that you're the observer of your own life it takes you out of living it 
Yeah. And then you go, huh, this yeah. is so much less enjoyable than if I just actually live it yeah. than spending energy trying to portray the life that I am living. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a weird trap. Yeah, it is. And, and it's, uh, oh, this is a really, maybe it's a weird analogy, but, you know, when, I, I don't know if you've heard it, but it's like a quote, it's kind of old, but it's... Um, when someone invests more time and energy in their shoe collection, it says a lot about their person. Uh, no, uh, wait. If someone uh, invests a lot of time and energy in their shoe co collection uh, or materialistic collections of stuff uh, rather than kind of like books and uh, self-improvement and uh, re uh, introspection, mm. like that's kind of, it says a lot about a person and i think as a society we're kind of like bragging about our shoe collection a lot more and that's more um it's kind of socially it's so much more socially ex uh, accepted to brag about all these riches uh or not brag but just like that's the measurement of your success instead of like cultivating your own inner happiness and your own development and your own personality and creativity etc you know you know what i thought you were gonna say no. i thought the expression was if somebody spends so much time on their shoe collection it says a lot about their feet <laughs> i was like is this gonna be like a an analogy of like because you know when they say like oh the guy in the sports car must have yeah. a small dick compensating for oh something. yeah yeah you know what i mean I thought there was going to be like some kind of like twist about feet in there. Yeah, but it, it's not about feet, but it, it's, I think it's uh, compensatory. And, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like uh, I, I got a couple of friends that like, uh, I wouldn't really call them like close friends, but they're people that I know and they are so void of individual personality. Yeah. And they're the types of people that wear exclusively brand clothing yeah. just so that they can identify themselves with a particular lifestyle or image and i go this is the most boring fucking guy i've ever been around yeah and he just walks around with this like fucking louis vuitton bag and make sure everybody knows his shoes i'm like dude you are so i if you sat next to him at dinner you're like oh please can i move yeah or please yeah. can i sit somewhere else yeah but no, nope, has to align himself with the look. Look at the look I have. Look at this Gucci scarf. Look at this. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! And I see what you're doing. Yeah, you're like you. You have a lack of substance, yeah. and you're outsourcing that substance right. with a brand that you spend a lot of money to appear to have that same quality. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. I've had this chat with uh, several of my my friends, uh, and um. Like there's two chats that like sticks out. I have an ex that uh, I I talked about this with, and he could not fathom what the hell I was talking about. Mm. Like I, he could not he could not understand understand what I was going where I was going when I said that I'm not like like people who obsess more about their designer purses, designer cars, whatever are not my people. Mm. And he could not understand what I meant because this was his definition of success, you know. Mm. And I also had a chat with a friend of mine uh, about um, about another person in uh, my friend's life uh, that, um, yeah, my friend told that, yeah, yeah, but uh, this person has a lot of interest and is really... Um, 
is really passionate about this and I was like what but what, what what is it and it was like yeah but watches and cars and uh yeah well he's really into this and he's really passionate about this but and then I was like yes but these are like outer things this is this is not something that this 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 does not come from within you know like uh indre yttre verdier it's mm. this these are all like outside things this is not something that comes from within you're not it's not an inner passion it's not an inner drive it's like a passion about materialistic things yeah. that's not like in relation to you you can be passionate about like all sorts of things but it's a huge difference when you're if your main passion is like hoarding the most brands uh, the coolest the coolest most expensive brands etc uh, or if it's like creating or connecting or telling stories or yeah, that's why i like hanging yeah. out with comedians yeah right. that's why i love it yeah. do you know what i mean because they yeah. just care about telling good jokes yeah and it doesn't like you don't give a fuck what a comedian looks like if he goes no. on stage and he looks like a dog you don't care and, yeah. and a lot of them on purpose dress down and yeah. try to look like the biggest loser in the room because that's funny yeah you know what i mean and they're not spending shit on trying to look good all they're doing is dedicating all of their time to writing the best jokes telling the best stories hanging out and having fun going yeah. into weird experiences so yeah. that they have that experience that they can then convert into a, a joke or something on stage yeah. just to make the audience laugh you know what i mean that's the pursuit can you get these 53 people 100 people to all see what you see and agree that it's funny yeah and that's the pursuit and that's actually like the storytelling is like the it's a, an art that's as old as time and that's what people have been getting by with that's been like people's main source of entertainment and connection for mm -hmm. like as long as there's been people yeah. walking the earth right that's and, what people resonate with yeah and and what you're also now like uh how comedians are it's also kind of straight in the heart of what the female gaze actually is like cultivating a personality and being able to connect mm. that's like the main things women are looking for in a partner and then all these guys Wait, what, what's the main thing women are looking for in a partner uh, ability to connect like emotional inte intelligence you know like the so why do they write why do they want guys that are over 180 centimeters what's all that about oh oh oh, oh that's that's an i have i have an answer for you yeah just wait but because uh, all of these guys look through social media sees like patrick bateman wolf of wall street and entertain types of people and just like yeah women want people over six feet and with a six pack and uh that are super ripped and looks really mean and we're like no that's the a uh, complete opposite of what we want and a lot of women myself included we have we have no preference like well uh, some of us some some women do of course the height thing this is actually um rooted in the patriarchal norms of uh, how to be a correct woman and the correct man so this actually comes from um the idea like it's not it's not a really old idea because uh, I think it was started in the 50s or something that uh, to be the ideal woman, you have to be like small, petite and um, because to be small and or yeah, tiny, short and slim uh, was connected with being feminine. Yeah. And then 
the guys had to be super masculine and yeah the, it's the same as today really but so women have like struggled with their sense of femininity and trying to fit into these norms of what's actually feminine uh, for decades right mm. and then now we have had the rise of dating apps and and um, we don't have to like marry the first man who gives us economical uh, like safety you know because we can go out and make our own careers and do what we want right and now we have because this is so deeply rooted like through generations that us women we have to be small and cute and smaller than our uh, male counterpart right so now we're just like well I need to have a tall man because if he's shorter than me I will not feel feminine right and now the guys are reacting that women wants a guy that's taller than them without realizing that this actually stems from way back when when the patriarchy or the patriarchal norms of society told women what it is to be a correct woman uh, and now and now I'm uh, I'm I'm soon go coming to the point of the story here but um yeah and yeah so the guys are feeling this and taking this really personally that well I'm short so I can't I'm not a man I'm not man enough so this is what we women has been like feeling for decades right uh if like myself for example I'm I'm pretty tall and I'm pretty broad shouldered and I'm I'm not a large woman I can't say that but I'm I'm still tall right and I've never had a problem with uh, height if if the personality is great I don't care if you're but it's you kind of have to be as tall as me but then I've dated like one of my exes he is maybe like four centimeters taller than I am mm. and the one who had a problem with him being short it was not me, but it was him. Mm. So whenever I actually put on sneakers with a little bit of so, like, you know, the dad sneakers with thick soles that are pretty large, you know, yeah, yeah. even when I put on my favorite sneakers, he said, oh, Maria, do you have to take, do you have to wear these fucking giraffe shoes? You're so tall because that made him feel uncomfortable about his own height. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and a lot of women I've I've seen talk about this, both on social media and my friends, is like, I, me personally, I do not have a problem with a guy's height if he's short, but I I'm starting to have a problem with it the second he himself has a problem with it because he will then take his insecurities about his height onto me, and I cannot wear heels. I've always like myself. I've always thought that well, if a short man. Uh, in this society has this tall uh, beautiful girlfriend uh, I would say well that speaks loads on his self-confidence and uh, that would be like fl the ultimate flex right mm. but then in reality if if you are a short guy and have a tall girlfriend wearing heels and then like you're you're like 10 centimeters uh, taller than him it will be a problem because he will not like it because mm. then he will feel emasculated and uh, yeah it's it all it's all rooted in the like patriarchal like old school gender norm norms and yeah, yeah i don't think i i don't think like well a lot of women are also like do not know where this comes from and we all 
like all of us are just try to trying to fit in right yeah so I they want a tall man because that's what society tells them are the thing that you have to have but but it is just like it's it, it does just seem that like height is attractive because there's more of something in Absolutely. a particular direction right like when you have a look at models yeah. in like uh runways and things like that they all want tall at least traditionally they yeah. want like tall like a, a girl has to be a certain height fit to even be considered yeah. to be pretty yeah oh not pretty but to be to be yeah, used you know to be, yeah to be eligible for modeling yeah, yeah i mean i you know when you say like male like norms and patriarchy and stuff like that i wonder if there's also just like a evolutionary advantage yeah. towards like wanting somebody bigger than you for protection like say for example like men finding women with bigger breasts more attractive has to do with them being better uh, caretakers for the baby with the milk and the bigger hips for like the wider birth canal maybe yeah. that's why asses are but more attractive this... like if there's a genetic imprint that makes certain features more attractive yeah but still this is also like the, you can also uh, flip this into um the norms the gender norms of what a good woman is right because like me myself i have never like intimately known a guy that really fancies big boobs because i do not have that right mm. so i've never experienced like personally a guy um or had a close relationship with a guy that loves huge that's if that's his main preference he would probably not be <laughs> with me right um and uh, yeah, so this this all also goes back to it's not necessarily evolutionary, but I think uh, the evolutionary theory on this also stems from the gender norms. What is a proper man and what is a proper woman? Mm. And uh, women today, we are able to protect ourselves. And th this this protection discourse is running wild and men are like we are the protectors and la 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 and then we also live in a society where we struggle to like there's a lot of women who struggle to actually protect ourselves from men because oh, other yeah, men yeah, are course. and other men are not protecting us and if uh like okay now i'm going really deep and dark here let's but let's go deep and let's dark, go deep, deep and dark. but when like i see tons of posts on social media it okay it's, it sounds like i also like my entire life is on social media <laughs> maybe it is yeah but um when women are talking about like um sexual assaults uh etc or uh, just like uh cat calling etc like sexual harassment there will always be men who says men get raped too men also get sexually assaulted and it's like yeah we know but the the thing we're talking about a larger problem here and we're or we're maybe sharing our personal experience and um and people are and a lot of like the well a lot of men also get sexually assaulted by men that's the problem yes that's the thing yeah that's and, the thing and and the thing is when uh and the other things that a lot of guys say, and this is kind of based on like uh, commentary on TikTok and Instagram, and is is like not necessary. Well, it's yeah. Anyways, uh, it's also uh, men saying that. Um, well, it couldn't be that. 
that serious. It's not that serious. You're getting attention on the street. Aren't you? Aren't you happy that you're beautiful? Aren't you? Uh, those, and, those guys that are defending catcalling are yeah. fucking morons. Yeah. And then in the next in the next comment, you see a guy. Oh, if you talk this bad about guys, we're not going to protect you anymore. But then all the other guys is not. They're not protecting when they're exposed to a story like that. They're saying, well, it also, also happens to us. You can't talk about this uh, f- uh, by a woman's perspective uh, perspective, because it also happens to us. It, none of the commenters will go in and like police the other guys. Mm. Uh, so in reality, guys are not protecting us from other men. Uh, well, I guess I think like some guys are protecting their their women against other men yeah, in certain course. circumstances. Yeah, maybe like not in the comment section. You're like, no, you know what? Comment sections are like what, uh, what danger are you. In? But if you and me went outside now and yeah. some guy tried to like you know fucking rape you, I'd murder him. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, we, let's murder him together. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, that, I I don't <laughs> doubt that. At all, I like but... that. That's teamwork. Yeah, let's I... murder him together. Absolutely. I like that. That's the teamwork <laughs> makes the dream work, yeah, you know? It does. <laughs> it does. But I, I mean, like, I feel like the kind of core of this conversation is getting to this agreement where we both understand that there are a certain caliber of man that is a huge problem. Yeah. A certain type of masculine culture. Maybe yeah. you define that as like a toxic masculine yeah. culture. And it's not all men. It's no, not it's, it's definitely not. not all men, but it is a pretty decent amount of men. Yeah. And maybe it's growing, maybe the numbers maybe you're creating or maybe society is creating more of these types of guys. Yeah, because it's all it, like I'm I'm talking about the comment section and as you say, like in reality, it would not be that extreme, right? Mm. But the reality is that people, the comment sections is what people see. And that's what we're getting accustomed to. And if you spend a lot of time on social media, yeah. we have already seen that like the the freedom of speech has like today it's more um, like 20 years ago. I, I just uh, interviewed a source for this uh, paper I'm writing and he said that if, if a president or a, um, said that uh, to get a woman, you just have to go up and grab her by the pussy. 20 years ago, he would be he would actually not be able to be a popular eligible president. Right. Mm. But now it's like we're so desensitized to that kind of va- those kind of yeah to, to, to be and say stuff like that we're so desensitized and it's more accepted and people are getting more extreme and saying more things that are actually kind of harmful and we are desensitized to the harm inherent harm yeah poses, I, right yeah i understand yeah because you're seeing so much more outlandish shit because yeah. people uh you know this getting exposed to so much stimuli yeah. that to catch somebody's attention people are posting more and more and more yeah. and more and more wild it's like when you start watching porn yeah. you know like when you watch porn you're like oh wow cool it's just like a regular sex and then you're like oh l- let me see a cream pie let me see an anal cream yeah. pie let me see two chicks sharing a cream pie and then it just gets like uh, it just keeps going yeah and it's sort of like that as well with these like obviously you know n- negative statements and personality types 
which is why you get these like Andrew Tate characters. Yeah. Because like he's just saying stuff that's like, well, that's so crazy. Check out this guy. Yeah. And also social media is like enabling these type this type of behavior because of the algorithms and that's a whole another discussion and human behavior is weird and i think that's what you kind of get a sense of when the algorithms support things you go oh this is what people are resonating with yeah and the more extreme content that's being pushed because that's the way most of the algorithms are working Mm. uh people think it's it's it gives kind of a green light to behave that way way yourself right Mm. and because we're like a lot of us are as you were saying, mostly socializing on social media. Mm, it's a problem. Yeah, because it, it le- legitimizes types of behavior that would not fly in the real world, you know? But then we go out in the real world after like this corona dark times and we do not know how to socialize and people are more extreme and there's a rise of violence and there's a lot of unhappiness and and um and I just have to, because you were talking like uh, earlier about the incel culture and porn, etc. Mm. Um, in my research, I found a really, really good uh, Reddit post, actually. What research are you talking about? Um, journalism studies? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because okay. yeah, I'm writing a huge piece on, it's, it's actually about what we're, kind of what we're talking about now, the, um, the freedom of speech and how it has no bounds in this in social media landscape and how it it like births more extremist attitudes and philosophies mm. and uh, how it it's also legitimized legitimized because we see a lot of it uh, and um and also um to into the incel culture us like how the incel culture and discourse is more popularized through people like Andrew Tate. And now you can see like these retro, retrospective attitudes, like the idealization of the 50s gender norms uh, is on the uh, rise. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. see, I see. And then I was... The idealization of the 50 norms gender roles. Yeah. yeah yeah and then it's so uh, people are kind of longing back towards those traditional gender roles is there like a, a yearning are there people going yeah. the way it is now it's not really working is there some truth to that yeah the thing is that um you have uh it's kind of a reactive it's a political reactive ideology mm. uh people are like okay this is this is about men so men are unhappy in today's society they do not know what to do with themselves and or how to be like the proper man because it's like and then andrew tate etc comes in and gives gives this uh solution and and says this is how you do well for yourself by being like this and thinking like this and having all these stuff and all these women and treating them this way etc and he's actually a part of like his ideology or his philosophy is it's rooted in the alt-right like the extremist right-wing political views Uh, and it's reactive in that way the the and that means it's it's um like reactionary political i don't i i all all, i only know what's it uh, what it's called in Norwegian, but it's uh, okay. Uh, reactive, politisk, uh, as a 
reaktionära hållningar då. Uh, that speaks uh, about like the efforts and um, yearnings and yeah the the like collective efforts and hard work to revert society to back to uh, to more traditional values or stop today's societal development mm. because you um and revert it back to something else because you feel like this is not working and then there's yeah and then But they're pushing a lot of these like traditional values because they think that well today is not working i'm super unhappy and there's such a large proportion of people who thinks that way and then you get people like andrew tate and what he like his ideologies and viewpoints is it's 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 connected to the right wing yeah like, but extremists. i guess andrew tate's viewpoint is yeah. pretty extreme yeah. but like my granddad for example yeah. he got married in the 40s and the 50s and that was a very traditional relationship yeah. where my grandma stayed at home and they had seven kids yeah. and my mm -hmm. granddad worked but in that time this is the big difference in that yeah. time he could make enough money to provide yeah. for his wife and seven kids yeah and i don't think they had kindergarten or anything like that there so she could stay at home and then like you know raise these fucking se fucking seven kids is seven a lot. kids Se seven insane kids. and like from zero to five or zero to six there's no daycare or anything like that no. but he the this economic situation was like they could afford to buy a house on one salary You know what I mean? Yeah. And she could say, and they had a lot more kids and they got married younger. Yeah. So like, you know, she wasn't like in her thirties or f pushing 40 by the time she had her first kid. Yeah. So there are some things that from the past are just kind of different. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not applicable to our culture right now. And, uh, uh, but, but it's. <sighs> so like the Andrew Tate comparison yeah. it seems to be like a look back on the time with this really negative view because like yeah. like my granddad really loved his and he just did everything yeah. to provide but it seems like what andrew tate is pushing is that you should control your woman yes. if the woman wants to leave and go to the she can't go to the club she yeah. has to do what i want to say yeah. that attitude is wrong no matter yeah. what decade you live in uh, yeah absolutely and I've, i've i've been talking about um my aunt and and Uh, no, I've been talking to my uh, aunt about this. She's, how old is she now? She's pushing 70, actually. Mm. And um, she was alive when, when like, the first waves of feminism started. And, and her experience with dating, for example, was uh, completely different than now, right? Mm. So even before, like... Feminists were starting to riot and uh, like here in Norway, like in the 70s, you know, uh, she was young uh, at, uh, at that time. And and she says that from my experience, right, when I've uh, told her about like impossible dating culture, you know, she's like, I can't believe this because even way back when. And I, I've also talked to my dad about this. This is insane because my dad, he's like one of those guys that he's when I, like the biggest compliment like he, that he like the compliment I gave him that he's he was the most fond of. Right. Okay. Mm. Get this. Um, he wore like uh, some, some green cargo pants, I think. And I was like, oh, hey, dad, 
well, you look like you look just like uh, the Oslo fuckboys in those pants. And he was like, oh, what, what's that? I'm like, no, that's just like the the new term for rundbrenner, you know, like mm. um, um, yeah, fuckboys, a player, right? Yeah, yeah. And he was like, really? And he was so proud, you know. Yeah. But it looks like somebody who gets pussy. Yeah, and and he's like, he was notoriously known for like, sorry, dad, exposing you on this podcast, but he he's yeah, but he was notoriously kind of known uh by be like of being a, a player you know my he got mad pussy yeah and and we have been ta- we've been talking a lot about dating etc and, and the viewpoints uh in men today and he um also with me being on tv etc and he has never he has never once like he hasn't seen it but he, he has never uh like he's an old school dad, but he's also uh, an old school player, kind of. Mm. And his main focus was all, always like making the women feel good about themselves, uh, and um, like being sure of himself and treating them nicely. And that made him also popular. And um, but he has like never been jealous of his partners he's never been like controlling he's never been like they have been free to be themselves right so he's always been like accepting and he has never felt that there's something inherently wrong with women being sexual because if it was he would not have like been able to be the way he was right uh and yeah he doesn't have a double standard yeah, uh, yeah but now there's a lot of double standards and me myself as having had sex on television etc it's like he does not f- like he he finds it i i think he finds it he's like yeah you do you uh, whatever but he doesn't find like women's inherent like sexuality a threat such as I experienced when I did this and the whole fucking nation reacted and was mad at me and called me the biggest slut who has ever walked on this earth because I stood steadily and was not shameful of my sexual expression, right? So you got a lot of backlash from the Paradise Hotel because, I mean, you had sex on camera. I know, like, you got your pussy eaten on camera. Yeah. And there was a, like... Yeah, but oh, the, the thing you're mentioning there, like the sex, that was not like too odd, but it, it caused like a media uproar. It it was like every, every major news outlet in Norway was like, this is insane. This is crazy. This is wild. But they were talking about me as uh, if I was the crazy uh insane one for doing this whilst i in in reality i was just like laying back and not doing a thing other than enjoying so the the thing like norway as like the 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 audience reacted to was the fact that i could be there and enjoy something that's so natural if you have a good sex life with your partner or are interested in, in interested in also placing your significant other or your partner or the partner for the night. Mm. As a man, you're probably pretty accustomed to eating pussy, right? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Right, that shit's good. And and I was the one who got the backlash, and I was not the one performing the 
uh, oral sex, right? I was just like enjoying it. Mm. And that's what caused like this major, major rage in all of the comment comment sections. And and uh, the reporters tried to like, aren't you embarrassed? Uh, and I was like, no, this is so normal. And yeah, it's probably not normal to do this on TV uh, because I think it's, it might have been like the first time it happened on TV mm. and people were outraged. And n- there, there's not been a single article about the guy who did it. Like, what the fuck is he doing? Why is he licking pussy on television? No, it was like, it was more like, this is insane. She's actually enjoying something that's normal. And because because I'm a woman and there was actually the, the, the editor of Netavisen at the time, she actually wrote... Um, Leder, uh, I don't know what it's called in English, but the, it's uh, an opinion piece from yeah. the editor of like the news mm. outlet, right? And she said, and and she actually pointed to this. Uh, well, uh, when Maria did this, like like Maria and Alexander, as uh, his name is, did this, and he got up and got high fives and creds from guys and then when maria arrived like five minutes later it was all like death stares and like it was so awkward and this actually highlights uh presumption like um viewpoint on like the the, it's actually highlights the differences uh in how uh sexuality is perceived uh by gender if you're a man it's so cool it's uh you you gain status you're really cool if you get to like do whatever sexual to women but if you ask a woman actually woman actually sits back and enjoys it you're the biggest harlot Mm. and do do you think it's because it was your pussy and his tongue and like would it have been different if it was a blowjob because it's his uh yeah uh the thing is uh i i I remember saying that if I'm going to do something sexualized, it's going to be me me who gets it. I will never do, I will never give a man a blowjob on television because that's everywhere already, right? Mm. And what she, the, the editor of uh, Netavisen actually wrote was that if it had been the opposite, it wouldn't even have caused um, a headline, right? There's the difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that it's, yeah, I, I feel like <laughs> this is, I feel like wh- what I did on TV, I had, um, I had a pretty good idea. Like I, I knew who I was and I, I decided to just like be the most extreme version of myself. Like, like I do not behave that way, like all the time. Right. Mm. Uh, but I was on TV and I was like, if I'm going to make this count, I'm better make it count. And I'm going to like. Uh, like leave my leave my uh what's it called not not boundaries but my uh limits yeah i'm gonna leave my limits home in norway and what happens in mexico it did not stay in mexico though but (laughs) i was just i was like well if i'm gonna do this i'm going to be a hundred percent i'm going to be a hundred percent free i'm going to do stuff that like i would normally do in the bedroom right uh, but it's important that like the audience also have a look at 
how it can present if a woman is uh, comfortable in her own sexuality and not ashamed because all the interviews on all like on all of the pairs who have had sex on TV since what it is what is it like 2003 or something it's like 20 years ago since that happens happened for the first time uh, it's always the the women who get asked uh, who get asked well aren't you ashamed aren't you going to have children one day what are they going to think and it's like well it, there wouldn't be a child if she wasn't wouldn't be into having sex with the dad right or well but yeah that's another discussion but it's is that you have it takes two to tango is my whole point of this and oh. i needed like i was like well i'm gonna leave my limits at home i'm going to do things maybe in a little bit more extreme way but i'm not going to and i know it will be talked about and i'm not going to be ashamed because uh young women and girls today need to see that it is a hundred percent allowed to be comfortable and enjoy your own body and your own sexuality and it's like you have the power to decide what's good for you right and it's not always it's not and not just focus on men getting what they want and men being satisfied it's also like it's it's so important to also have that focus on yourself and be proud or not necessarily proud but be comfortable in your own body and your own experiences and and know what you like and 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 allow yourself to enjoy what you do right of course yeah you know the weird thing about stuff like that is that like everybody likes sex yeah you know I mean? Every, it's like everybody fucks and if you're in a relationship yeah like you're getting your dick sucked you're eating yeah. pussy you're fucking everybody's yeah. watching porn everybody's biologically programmed to want to absolutely. fuck absolutely that's when, the whole reason we're here kind it, of right exactly yeah and then when it starts getting really judgmental and people start acting like oh you got your pussy eaten oh yeah. you guys fucked it's like yeah but you do too motherfucker yeah they just happen to do it on basically a game show yeah you know what i mean and guess what people like watching that stuff yeah. you probably like watching it too that's yeah. why you're writing about it yeah and if no one watched it it would be written about right exactly and, and it was like <laughs> there's been so like even this year there's been like uh like there's been different articles about something completely different and then suddenly there's uh they're just like deliberately cut in a scene of my getting my pussy licked because maybe someone mentioned my name and they know this was such a popular uh, and audience reaching uh, TV moment mm. that they have used it and used it again and again and again to gain viewpoint. To gain views. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. have been using my sexual... Um, what was it what's it called like my my um my my see, like your fucking sexual liberation yeah my sexual liberation on tv to get money to get yeah to line their own pockets yeah. and i'm so angry about it because i did that to own my own sexuality and show mm. that th this is you're allowed to right and now i'm in this like three years fucking three years later and people are still capitalizing off of my sexuality and it makes me actually quite furious yeah to be honest yeah yeah i guess that's the game though that's yeah, what's is. that's what's happening yeah. hey i just wanted to talk to you really quickly also about like yeah. uh 
this thing that I, yeah, I, I can't, what was it? Like uh, the impossibility of dating. You mentioned that like, yeah. is it imp- like, is dating impossible, impossible today for, from a woman's perspective? Cause it kind of feels like it is from a lot of men's perspective. Yeah. Is uh, it difficult for people to, f- for, I mean, you're a beautiful woman. I, I can't imagine you have much difficulty in the dating realm. Well, you, you like, you shouldn't like, it, it shouldn't seem that way. Right. Uh, but the thing is with porn, as you were saying, it's like women is also kind of more today seen as like material objects to obtain. Right. And the guys, uh, there's so much pressure on guys uh, to get laid. Right. And that's why we have all these insult culture and they're, their whole identity and personality is based on I'm a lesser man because I do not get laid and I should like they have an inherent like <laughs> they have an in- inherent belief that they deserve to get laid right uh, and like as of right now I feel that there's so much more from the guy's perspective uh, focus on actually getting laid to uh, gain like self-confidence and status and and approve like getting uh praise and approval from your your peers like your friends then it take that it takes away the actual like the actual premise of actually dating and connecting with people the focus is not on connecting it's on getting laid getting to have had sex with this person like for example uh with me uh, and not in the getting to know and if you're beautiful or kind of maybe looks a little like a porn star uh with blonde hair and big lips i do not have the big tits you know but then it's like that's a higher capita kind of mm. uh the more beautiful uh, uh of a woman you the more like the more praise you get from having had sex with her and i actually struggle a lot with meeting guys that actually is interested to be to get to know me beyond the how I look and beyond their boner basically uh, gotcha so guys uh from your experience gravitated mostly towards sex and less towards relationships and yeah. getting to connect with you yeah and I think that's uh, the episode that released uh, this week uh, yeah. in my podcast it's it's not just my experience and it's not just uh, not just it's not just like very beautiful women, but women are kind of seen in the same category as these like Louis Vuitton bags, the Bugattis, the, the, the brands, the clothes and the, the material objects of status. Right. Uh, and yeah, people have have like men have they're they're so focused on getting laid that they uh forget to like actually get to know and and also it's like how society perceives different people like um I I th- I think there's a problem yeah. between people in general yeah but i I feel like there's a problem with like a lot of dudes like a lot of younger dudes that are 
able to even maintain a kind of relationship yeah. with people. They might like be able to hook up. I know a couple of dudes and yeah. they can fuck chicks, but chicks don't want to stay with them. No. Do you know what I mean? They can't yeah. keep a chick longer than one night, even if they tried. Yeah. They just can't do it. Like yeah. there's just something inherently kind. You know what it is? I, I, I might be wrong about this, but I feel like there's a like a, a, a big group of men who lack this ability to connect to people with like their souls yeah. or with like who they really are. And there's this kind of like cloak around them that stops them from merging together with a woman. And I don't know whether it's like that for women as well, but I know that there's a bunch of dudes, not ugly guys, handsome guys, and they're just a little bit off. Yeah. It's just a little bit of a disconnect and they're very selfish. Yeah. They are extremely selfish and their viewpoints on things. I just listen to them and I go, you don't get it. You're so fucking self-centered and you're just focusing a hundred percent on you and you don't understand what is valuable to a woman. That's why you can't fucking keep a girl longer than two nights. Yeah. And it's weird and they just don't get it. But I think like to, I mean, I don't know whether it's all social media, but I feel like a lot of men lack empathy. And empathy is the ability to see the world through somebody else's perspective, and they can't do it. They can just see the world through what I want, what I want. And that sense of selfishness is so strong that women are repelled by it. They're like, oh, gross. Yeah. Ugh, yuck. Yeah, and then and then you, on top of that, add the fact that uh, the hookups in itself are more valuable than the connection so they will not even strive to it because when guys are gaining approval and status from their peers uh, by hooking up they will not strive to achieve more than that either because they're already getting the praise there is from their from yeah. their own from their own tribe right yeah yeah and yeah. i think what you're talking about is like there, this major, major disconnect. Uh, and this is also rooted in like how how society kind of raises boys, right? Uh, I've read, I've written a lot of pieces from for TV2, like Kronik. Yeah. Um, and I was working on, um, like a few weeks ago, I was working on uh, on one. And then five hours later, I had like three and a half thousand words and basically three different pieces in one. So I had to like shorten it. But one of the things I wrote about was wh why are men like this today? Mm. Uh, and I feel that it's rooted in how we're raised. Uh, we're like a lot of people talks about the gender inequality in school already. Right. Yeah. And we talk about how the male, like the, frontal lobe and in, in men aren't fully developed uh, before the age of 25 and then uh, with us women it's around 12 mm. years of age right yeah, yeah. so women when we go to school like when we're kids we get told that well they're boys they're immature uh, be patient uh, set a good example um, like <laughs> basically like uh, you have to compensate for their lack of right and you, then we like <laughs> women or girls were raised to think this way you know to take responsibility for their lack of responsibility mm. and they are getting like a free pass 
from teachers and and society basically or parents maybe from a really really young age and you know that the the young like when you're a kid that's the most formative years in of your personality from a psychological perspective right definitely and then when we as girls like in when we're 10 years old get told that we get told uh, we get uh, we get told a lot of things but um we get told that well they're going to misbehave you have to like deal with it and set a good example uh, because boys will be boys right <laughs> we've all heard that right and then uh we do this and we develop this sense of responsibility whilst the men get a free pass to um Yeah, they're basically getting told that it's okay to outsource the responsibility so they do not necessarily learn how to take responsibility for themselves and their own actions. And that's a pretty fundamental part of being able to develop empathy, right? Mm. And then it's not like when when the frontal lobe is for like fully finished and like fully formed in guys and uh, at 25, it's not like they're actually... Uh, yeah, and then... This contains, like, like this continues, um, this discourse continues, like, well, be responsible for his lack of responsibility. Uh, this continues throughout all, like, uh, teenage years, etc. Uh, and then we're just, like, getting with it because it's not like men wake up on their 25th birthday and just, like, with a form, fully formed frontal lobe and just, like, well, I'm going to start being responsible uh, responsible for my own actions now it's mm. not because they have gotten a free pass from when they were kids to behave the way they wanted to and yeah i don't think all guys have gotten a free pass but no. i kind of I, i kind of understand yeah i understand I'm, what you and and you have this mothering sense of yeah. as well where the mother's like i'll do your laundry oh he never mm. washes up i'll take that role he doesn't do that stuff yeah But, you know, like one of the things I think as well is like a problem with what we're talking about is that racking up, like having a high body count is like mm -hmm. a flex. But really, the real flex is finding a woman that you love, yeah. getting a bunch of kids, being happy, getting a dog, fucking not eating plastic, spending less time on your phones and developing a connection with somebody where mm. you can grow together and have grandkids and be happy. I mean, if you want to have kids, have kids. If you don't, don't have kids. Yeah. But that's the real flex. The real flex yeah. is finding somebody that you love. Yeah. That's really it. But that is not the flex on social media. No. On social media, the flex is like, look what I'm with. Look at this chick. Look yeah. at my body count. But when you find somebody that you're really happy with, and I think that's kind of, I don't know, like I feel like that is kind of like this thing from the 50s or back in a previous generation yeah. that, that was good. Yeah. That Like that. You know, like that your grandparents and my grandparents had. And now it's moving off into this other direction. But that's not the flex. That's a fake flex. Yeah. And I think that like what's happening as well with women is I feel like they're kind of getting drawn into that trap as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because we behave like you are what you get kind of. Uh, and like I remember when I was younger and or even now uh in in and girls i know it's like well i well i i'm not looking for a relationship i just want to fuck friend you know and um myself i'm i'm also like guilty of this uh by thinking well there's a lot of hookup hook culture around me 
uh, I can't like it would be bad for me to actually try to connect with people because it's so hard because they will not be able to connect with me because the hookup culture is rampant right so then you have all these women who well they're surrounded by fuckboys so they decide well I'm going to be a fuck girl myself mm. and try to like merge into this way of living because well if they're not going to connect and I'm trying to connect with them I'm going to end up hurt right mm. hurt people hurt people kind of but and then we kind of it's kind of like internalized misogyny in a way but also like internalized toxic culture uh on like well i need to do this to survive kind of and then when all the guys like yeah um when all the guys are only looking for hookups as a woman you need to like well if i'm going to connect if, even in a little small tiny five minutes <laughs> duration of time i need to be a fuck girl myself because that's the only thing that's available mm. right now right yeah uh so then we get into this like the major 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 like it's it's just growing right and people are losing the ability to connect because instead of Yeah, and and now we have we see uh, like I have seen a lot of TikTok videos on women who are like, well, now I'm not going to have sex with someone until they're actually interested in me as a person. I'm not going to have sex with someone I do not feel a mental, like intellectual or like personal connection with. And then a lot of women like end up with well. I haven't had sex in half in a, in six months, mm. a year, because and it's voluntary because even though they have been on a lot of dates, they're meeting guys who only wants to meet them to hook up, right? Mm. And then they have set a boundary for themselves and and it's like, well, I'm not going to sleep with you unless you actually treat me or view me as uh, an equal or a, a person, even right. Uh, And then a lot of women just like I tried it myself and I think and it's so from my experience, I also was like. It's because I'm I'm 30 now, you know, and the importance of having real connections is so much more valuable than a fucking orgasm. Right. I can do that for myself. Right. And if if being with a guy is that's the only like perk you're gonna get if you even get that right mm. um that it's it's so hollow it's so empty and it it's it it lacks the main like main need we as people have to actually connect with each other so then yeah you 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 are like voluntary voluntarily celibate for so 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 long because it's so difficult to actually find someone to like you don't even have to uh get married or actually date but just to find someone who would like to spend time with you and hang out with you and also put the friend in fuck friend you know yeah i get you i get you i know what you mean you know yeah. like in australia at least when i was like living there which is fucking 15 years ago <laughs> When I was like dating, I would go out, I'd meet a girl wherever at the club or through yeah. a friend or something. And then I would take her out for a date. 
and then you'd go out for another date, and then yeah. maybe on the third date, you something would happen. Yeah. But there was kind of like always a couple of dates first. You like yeah. you know you'd get a kiss the first night, maybe you'd make out the second night, yeah. and then the third date you would see what's what's happening. So it was a lot more structured in that kind of. Yeah. You know, you'd fucking go to dinner, like shit like that. Yeah. You'd be like 18 years old, like fucking 19 years old going for fucking dinner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of times here, it's just like, let's just meet up and get drunk and then end up fucking and then I'll never talk to you again. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so bad because oh, I'm, yeah, it's, uh, this is so, like, we talk a lot of, about this in, in, in my, uh, this week's podcast episode as well, but and I'm 30 and we had a guest she's 20 you know mm. 21 years old and she's she's so enraged by this culture and I've felt on this rage myself for a lot of years even like trying to merge myself into a fuck girl to not be hurt by people not treating me or wanting a connection with me as a person mm. uh, and then uh, and like it's a co collective experience, I think, for even if you're 30 or 20 or in between, or maybe older as well. Mm. Uh, and of course there are, but uh, um, it's it's just so... <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's exhausting. Yeah, it is. And, and I'm like, for firstly, I hate dating apps. And I have like, okay, this is going to enrage a lot of people, but I have... A radical view on on Tinder. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I feel today that Tinder, a lot of guys that uses it is like treating it as a a free escort service. Mm. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. And it's like when I get a text, like I I do have it. I really really i do not use it very much because my my focus today is not on dating it's like ah uh, i don't have time for that if i i if i come across a genuine connection so be it but it's uh it's kind of hard to get by and, and social like dating apps are not necessarily the way to go and whenever i get like a text uh on tinder 3 a.m uh on a sunday like uh, saturday nights you know or yeah. Uh, I I just I just like I keep thinking really are you that socially inhibited that even when you're drunk outside uh, on a packed uh on a night of ta uh, out of uh, uh even when you're in this in a jam packed club full of beautiful women or women in general you're not able even when you're drunk and have all this liquid courage and false sense of self-esteem, even then you're not able to actually go up and connect so little to a girl uh, to take her home. And you have to go on Tinder at 3 a.m. in the morning to just like, hey, what's up? Mm. It's just, it's so cheap. And it's like a lot of women, myself included, is talking about the most sexy thing is effort, like the genuine effort to try to get to know you as a person, right? Yeah. And when they can't even like do that in for five seconds to even just like hook up with you, yeah. there's something 
so wrong it, about it's, it's such a bitch move yeah such, such a bitch move you know i'm i'm in a pretty happy relationship now and yeah. I, I really love my girlfriend and yeah. we're together forever it's just me and her but i remember when i was like dating and like trying to meet chicks i would just walk up to them and say hi my name is in yeah. and like that's it and like yeah. i would talk to them and maybe it led somewhere or maybe it didn't but then like i would just f- try to see if i could catch a vibe yeah that's kind of like all there is to it really and yeah. i would always try to be myself maybe i'd lie a little bit here and there and yeah. you know exaggerate and but i would always just try to see if there's something there like are we like is this and if yeah, it's not it's like all right cool catch you later and sometimes the you know hey oh shit dude you're actually a really cool chick i really just enjoy being around you and that feeling that the feeling that like meeting somebody that you're attracted to that's also attracted to you yeah. that you have that moment with them that yeah. chemistry that is the essence yeah. of romance i think yeah I oh think wow so. she makes me feel <gasps> she kind of the way she looks at me i feel a little bit special but she's looking at me and i'm looking at her and this yeah. is fun yeah. like don't forget to be fun yeah like just 100%. like let's just have a good time yeah and that's i think it. the main thing that's maybe kind of lacking is like first you have this for to be able to do that you have to have a certain amount of like um self-esteem right you have mm. to be sure like sure enough on yourself to just like to be and exist as you are and then uh <laughs> yeah going up and and reaching out to another person and just like hey this is me what do you think kind of that's it and then to have that you also have to be extremely comfortable with rejection you have to be certain enough on yourself and your person that you can handle a no or a disinterested look or a response you know uh because that's the only way you're going to find that one person exactly i i think we're gonna wrap this up yeah but i'm gonna like say one last thing that this guy told me and that was uh i met this unattractive irish guy yeah right very unattractive (laughs) man very pale short not attractive physically at all but he had a great personality like you would really enjoy hanging out with this guy anarchist you know Mm -hmm. like wow this guy is awesome and what he used to do was he would look around and he would find the women that he thought were the most attractive to him in a nightclub Mm -hmm. or at a bar and he would go which is the one that i like the look of the most and then he went up and he goes he started talking to her and he goes huh yep she wasn't that cool. Uh, we didn't have a vibe. Okay, didn't work out. No problem. Nice talking to you. Yeah. S- see you later. And then he would look around again. And he'd go, oh, she looks pretty cool. And then he'd go up and just introduce himself. And, and, and maybe it worked out with her or maybe it didn't. But he was always very conscious about the fact that there was probably n- maybe she's married. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's just not into him. But that guy's attitude to deal with the rejection and like just find the women that he saw in an environment that he thought he'd want to approach, but it's not always going to work out. No. It worked out so much for that guy. Like it worked out so much for that guy. I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. But he was just comfortable with rejection and he spotted a girl that he liked and he he wasn't like, oh, I'm going to try to take a leftover. He's like early in the night, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. Wow. Look at her. Let's go and see if she's into what I'm into. Either yes or no. Yeah. Keep moving. Yeah. And and what you're like what he's doing is also like check like his whole like angle on this is is there a connection here? Is there any magic happens from internal like 
internal values and not just well firstly i need to find this person attractive right yeah and but that's he do, he doesn't like if if she's super attractive he's not like well i'm going to go home and bone her either way because do i actually like this person right it's a vibe check yeah it's a vibe check and that's like that's the that's the angle you're going for is it a personal connection here like is it something with her besides her personality no besides her looks that i actually enjoy Mm. and i think i think back to men going after the most like valuable currency like looks you know and do not care at all who she is beyond that uh just to get like hoarding capita right Mm. Uh, and if more were just like yeah comfortable with rejection and was like okay do i vibe with this person do i actually like the person behind the face is she fun yeah are you guys having fun together yeah are you nice to each other yeah is she nice to you yeah do you like the way she looks yeah does she want to suck your dick do you guys have a good thing yeah fuck that's that's what you want yeah, you know, and the the uh, last lastly, like the main thing, the main disconnect, I think, for a lot of guys today, like they do not listen to what we women actually want. What do you want? I've always said, like, it doesn't matter so much. Well, I need to be attracted to him, of course, but if, uh, as I say in Norwegian, also the viktor har det It's more important to to carry yourself to be charismatic and and fun right um to be self-confident and and that's actually more valuable than your actual looks well firstly yes there's gonna be there has to be a basic attractiveness but you can be like you can be a five and then you can be a 10 in someone else's eyes if they enjoy you as a person right Mm. and people and then when people are just like hoarding all these materialistic stuff and not like, um, what's it called? Like uh, creating like, um, what's it called? Sourcing. You said the, um, yeah. <laughs> and not like cultivating their own personality and their sense of security or self-esteem when they're not working on these things. You're not going to be very attracted to others because... You have to be attractive to yourself. Yeah. You have, you have to, to be lo- a proud of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. You need to find yourself valuable yeah. so that other people can find you valuable. Absolutely. And yeah. then you get the confidence that it takes to go up to a girl and do a vibe check. And then maybe if you're lucky, get take her home. And if you're even more lucky, maybe marry her and have kids, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's such a good point. You got to be happy with the person that you are. Yeah. That's really important because if you're not happy with the person that you are, what are the chances anybody else is going to be? Yeah, and yeah, of course you you I'm I'm a little opposed to like you have to love yourself before you can love another person, but there is still some you do not have to like have absolute uh, like it doesn't have to be an absolute self-confidence. You do not have to be self-confident in every area of your life. You do not have to love every aspect of your personality but Mm. you have to accept it 
like yeah. self-acceptance and, and just be on the journey as well yeah like you might not be at the desk you don't, nobody has the dream body no. or the dream job but if you're just working towards something yeah. i feel like that's a good part to like be proud of yourself yeah go to the gym fucking yeah. find a hobby that you love yeah and instead of like working on an end goal of happiness just like work on the continuous self-acceptance because if you accept yourself you're going to be more accepting towards others as well and have self-compassion and then you're going to be more compassionate towards others and and if you're if you accept yourself and are are like safe in you as a person in your body and yeah this this is uh, it's um what's it called it's um smitter the smitter oh yeah it's like contagious contagious it spreads yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Did did we just solve the men and women crisis? I think so. I think we did. Yeah, Inya and Maria solving world problems, helping people to connect. Helping people to connect. This the episode is relationships. Next episode, I don't know, what well, well, fucking the yeah. Middle East. Or yeah. Global, <laughs> Russia and Ukraine. We'll fix it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, thanks for being a guest. Thank if people you. want to listen to your podcast, you want to like uh, tell yeah. them where to find it? Uh, my podcast is uh, Fitologi. Uh, it's on all platforms uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and also Podplay so you can find it where you listen to podcasts and it's free, it's not a paid paid, yeah, paywall, fuck that yeah, yeah. keep it free Yeah. hey, it's so good seeing you again yeah, likewise, yeah, thanks a lot Maria thank you, take care everybody, bye Mwah. bye <laughs>